We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get it away in time on the step back? He does! He hits! He hits! And the Mavericks have won the game! Luka Doncic with a 30-footer to win it at the horn! And you're listening to the Mavs Step Back Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome into another episode of the Mavs Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find all of my Mavs content at Dalton underscore Trigg on Twitter. And we post all of our podcast content at Step Back Mavs on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as well. And as a lot of you know, uh, I do a lot of writing and editing for uh, DallasBasketball.com. I've been doing that for about three and a half, going on four years now. And the head guy in charge over there, Mike Fisher, he gave me that opportunity. And uh, he's a really good friend of mine. And he does a bunch of stuff at 105 three the fan as well and covers the Dallas Cowboys extensively and a bunch of other NFL teams and he runs a bunch of other sites as well and you know he's been he, he's done nothing but support and encourage uh, Matt and myself since we decided to start this podcast in January of 2019 and you know just looking back it, it hasn't been a full three years yet since uh, since we started this thing but I'm just I'm incredibly grateful for all of the listeners who tune in every week, uh, all of the Mavs fans, and even if you're not a Mavs fan, NBA fans, you know, on on Twitter that interact with us on a weekly basis, and uh, I just I, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, we still have a lot of growing to do, but uh, if you had told me back in January of 2019 that you know we'd be where we're at right now. Uh, I, I wouldn't really believe it because, I mean, this is really a, a passion of mine. The the Mavs, they've been a passion of mine for years since I was little. And, you know, where I grew up, not many people care about, you know, the Mavs or even really the NBA <laughs> in general. So uh, it's been it's been great. I'm glad I've been able to share that passion with you guys and, you know, on our live shows, have people come on and, and talk with us about the Mavs as well and get to know. I've gotten to know a lot of uh, of our regular listeners, you know, on a more personal basis too. And I, I really enjoy that. So I just, I wanted to thank you guys for that. Uh, I do want to remind everybody too, uh, we have these really cool Mavs Step Back t-shirts we've been giving out for a chance to win one. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen to this podcast and leave us a review 
and put your Twitter ad or Instagram, Facebook, however we can contact you on social media, uh, and that automatically enters you for a chance to win a t-shirt. So uh, be sure to do that, and you'll have a chance of winning those t-shirts. I just sent out six of them the other day. So, But anyway, guys, here's my conversation with Mike Fisher where we talk about all things Mavs-related. Uh, as the Dallas Mavericks get ready to tip off the 2021-2022 season next week against the Atlanta Hawks on Thursday night, it's Luka Doncic versus Trey Young. Uh, it's going to be an exciting opening night. It's going to be a really exciting season. I'm super pumped about it, and I hope you are as well, and I really hope you enjoy today's conversation. All right, guys, I'm here with our guy Mike Fisher. He's the the head man over at DallasBasketball.com, and uh, it's been a while since we've had him back on here, but, you know, with the Mavs about to start their, their brand-new season, they'll open up against the Atlanta Hawks on this next Thursday, and uh, just wanted to get you on here, Fish, and kind of get your feel for this team, especially what we've seen in preseason and in training camp. And uh, I guess the first thing I wanted to get your thoughts on was just like, uh, you know, the, the whole feel around the franchise uh, with Jason Kidd and his new coaching staff. Uh, I'm sure you've gotten the sense that, that everybody else has that this is just like a, like our guy Bobby Corrales said on uh, last week when he came on here, it's it's a night and day difference. So, I mean, uh, how, how do you feel about the, the Jason Kidd era so far? Well, and some people are making that into an indictment of our man Rick Carlisle, and I don't know that that's fair. Uh, when When there's a coaching change, it's always a breath of fresh air. No matter – no matter who changed from what, no matter what style changes. And then the other thing is, there's only about four different styles of coaches. Uh, there's only you know, NFL, NBA, whatever. You could be the friendly uncle. You could be the taskmaster bully. You could be uh, the school teacher, or you could be the buddy. It's only those four. Uh, now, again, everybody's a combination to some degree of those four. And Rick Carlisle was the taskmaster type. So, uh, Jason Kidd would be wise to not be the same type, or it won't work, because the, the same type back to back to back. Does, you got to you got to do something different. You got to be different. So a breath of fresh air is fair. And I think Kristaps Porzingis. One thing we've learned about him in his uh, meetings with the press, Dalton, he's a terrible liar. Yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he's a terrible poker player. You can see it in his face, and you can hear it in his words. You can see it in his shoulders when he's happy and when he's not happy. Kristaps uh, Porzingis is happy right now, and that is the best path to getting the Mavericks to be better than good. Not not trading Porzingis to get 50 cents on the dollar, making Porzingis happy enough to get back to being a full dollar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I've said this with Matt on, on previous pods. It's almost like a broken record sometimes, but... I can't I can't count how many times I've said the best path for the Mavs is if they actually make the the Porzingis stuff work out because I mean when he's healthy and when he's at his peak you know the the potential's there and he does mesh well with Luka and uh you know when he uh, the thing I like the most about him from this preseason and I don't know how much you've you've actually been able to watch you know with all the Cowboys stuff and all the other stuff you got going on football wise right now but the thing, one of the biggest things I take away from this preseason, and it's not the, you know, the 68-point win against the Hornets, you know, a shorthanded Hornets team, which was great to watch, but you don't put much stock into actual, you know, win margins and stuff like that. But the one of the biggest things I've taken away from this preseason 
is just how good KP has looked physically. And I like the way he's playing, too. Like, they, they are getting him the ball in the post a little bit more, but there's not a lot of, how do I want to put it? there's not a lot of wasted movement with him. You know, when he's getting it uh, down low and he's, he's starting to dribble a few times, if there's nothing there, he's passing it back out. Or, you know, he's getting up a quick shot as soon as he gets it. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like, don't get yourself trapped down there and get stripped by a, by a smaller defender just because, you know, you're being hard-headed and trying to force your way into a basket. I, that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed seeing so far. One, how he's looked physically. And two, the style of play now. Because it just feels like everybody's trusting each other a little bit more. And that's... That's my biggest takeaway from the preseason so far. What about yours? Well, and the psychology of it all, and, and you're right about the physicality of it all, and that's part of sports, but the psychology is part of it too. Uh, and, you know, you, you have to kind of find a way to be on the balance beam here of kissing Porzingis's ass because we know for a fact that he was disgruntled in part because he wasn't the co-star. It didn't work out that way. That, and, and I know that to be a fact. So how can you how can you give him a hug, but also a kick in the pants all at the same time? And I was talking to you mentioned the Cowboys. I was talking to somebody last night uh, who has worked with Aikman and Dak Prescott, and he talked about how rare it is to find somebody, especially playing that position, leadership role, high profile, who really wants to do all the work, uh, take all the hits, deal with the media. Um, uh, get your ass kicked because it's football, but basketball can do some of the same thing. Study offense, study defense, study your own offense, study your own defense, want to win so bad leadership. And this guy's saying, you know, you don't, there, there was Aikman and there was Dak, and it's hard to find somebody in between. Well, basketball is not that much different. To find somebody who wants to do it all and wants to be it all, and and we, we think we've got that in Luca, right? We think we do. Agreed? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. And if if we don't have that in Porzingis, this team, as presently constructed, will not win a championship. Because it's it's just got to be that to get there. LeBron James is that. This, mean, this just means everything to him. And he, obviously he's branched off as he gets older into a million other uh, wonderful things. But the, the desire uh, has to be a big part of it. I'm going to throw out the name Tyrell Terry and, and I'm going to be gentle about it, but um, whether it's a, whether it's a, a psychological or mental or, or some level of instability or something, he, he doesn't want this. And again, that that's not, that's not an indictment of him as a person. Not everybody does. This is hard. And, and I don't think anybody, it seems like everybody's scared to say it, but in, in addition to whatever else is going on with Tyrell Terry, he, he doesn't want this bad enough to stay here, and so he goes home. And that's okay. Go, go do something else and be happy. Uh, for the Mavericks, they need Luka to do this and be happy, and they need Porzingis to do this and be happy. Yeah, yeah, and I think it definitely helps, too. We, we've talked about it uh, throughout the offseason since it happened that, you know, yeah, the, the Mavs didn't have the, the dreamy summer that, that we all might want, but – uh, they did improve around the edges, and we've seen that in preseason. Uh, Reggie Bullock, he didn't play in that last preseason game. He probably isn't. I, I think he's not playing tonight either. But, uh, 
you know, for some personal stuff. He, I think he had a yeah. death in the family, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, him and Sterling Brown have looked really good in the preseason so far. And it's two players that their skill set and, you know, them being in the league for a while now, being two veteran three-point shooters who can play defense, you look at those two and you, you see how close that Clippers series was in the first round last year. And you're thinking, man, if they had those two guys as, you know, when they ran out of roster options in the playoffs, if they would have had them, they could have thrown into the mix. Then, you know, you, you don't know how far the team could have gone last year. So that's one thing I'm excited about. I, I think there's just a lot of optimism all the way around. And it's not, I mentioned this yesterday to Matt Fish, but it's not just like my usual over the top. I'm always optimistic about the Mavs, you know, s- stuff like that. It, it's from it's from national media people too uh who who don't cover the team all the time uh, there's a lot of people excited about him luke is going to be better uh you know he's still only 22 years old and still growing christos uh, porzingis like we said he's uh, he had his first healthy off season and you can definitely tell so far with how he's played in the preseason and then you have upgrades on the fringe which i mean obviously they still need they still need at least one more piece, in my opinion, before they get to the to the playoffs. And we've talked extensively about Goran Dragic, and we'll see how that situation plays out. But uh, overall, I mean, I'm I'm very pleased with where this team is at right now, and I'm very optimistic about you know how they're about to start this regular season. I think they're going to get off to a fast start, and you know we'll see how they can add to it as the year goes on. All right. Well, you the two of us are have something in common. Um, we're both homers. Yeah, now, I'm a bit of a, I'm more of a grumbly <laughs> homer, and you are, you, uh, you have not changed. Uh, you, you can pretend you haven't changed. You are, you have not changed. You cannot change. You're, you're just, uh, everything's rosy. And by the way, I think people that have gotten to know you realize it's not just about the Mavericks. That's, that's just the way you float along in your beautiful life, and it's, <laughs> it is, it's a lovely thing. When it, when it comes to Reggie, I'm after last year's Josh Richardson experience. I must say I'm going to enter with some level of skepticism here because I, I was a believe I thought Richardson and then Johnson, right. The, 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 the kickboxing, you, I, I thought right. the, the Mavericks needed toughness and look what they just did. And then one of them never played and the other one didn't work out. So now we're going to go, well, we're going to, here's the answer. It's, it's Reggie Bullock. Well, I, I'm going to come in. I'm going to go in with a little bit of, of, uh, of cynicism, a little bit of show me, because you know the, the, the Mavericks do this time and time again with with what really are our second level and third level guys saying this guy is secret answer. But let's see him. I haven't even seen Reggie Bullock do anything, so I'm not I'm not ready to uh, bring out the anointing oil quite yet. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, and I mean, look, the the only reason I'm I'm more optimistic, and I was optimistic about Josh Richardson too. I th- I thought the trade made sense at the time, and it obviously ended up being a disaster. But the reason I'm more optimistic about the Bullock stuff is, you know, you you see the role he played with the Knicks, who made the playoffs last year, and you know, Josh Richardson had kind of uh, it was an odd fit with Philadelphia, and he wasn't really a huge part of what they did that year. But uh, you have Tom Thibodeau coming out and saying that, uh, you know, Bullock was basically the heart of their defense last year. And they were a really good defensive team, too. So uh, I look at stuff like that, and then I see how he's been more of a consistent three-point shooter over the course of his entire career. And I just – I feel like it's a better fit. But like you said, I mean, it when you're when you're a homer about this kind of stuff, it's harder to <laughs> – it's harder to not see the, the bright side of things. Right, because Dalton, let's look. I mean, let's look at the top of it. What the Mavericks really need is not a seventh man. What they really need is a second man. Yep. That they, what they really need, that they don't need another Reggie Bullock, they or another Josh Richardson. They need Kawhi Leonard. And and so we 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 fall short of that, and then we convince ourselves that that this is the magic elixir. And and it's and I mean it's probably not right. It's probably not. We're we're hoping the Mavericks get uh, better, and they can be better. I was going to use the word incrementally, but I mean let let's get the Mavericks through the first round of an NBA playoff series before we start saying okay that piece worked that piece worked. Now the organization is even more attractive than it was before. Now let's go get us and again not necessarily Kawhi Leonard, but. Uh, un- until this organization gets or develops that guy, it's not it's not really the team to beat in the West. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Now, I I do think that this team will have. I don't think they'll have any issues in the regular season. You know, because regular season play, postseason play, two completely different animals. 
Uh, I think they have enough talent, you know, around Luca as far as shooting now and, uh, and, and stuff to where they can get through the regular season fairly easily. But, you know, when they get to the postseason, that's where it's going to uh, – that's where it's going to get tough if they don't add another, you know, another bona fide second score or some second-hand distribution. Uh, you know, they have to make a move before they get to the postseason so they can get past that first round. And I'm willing to give Nico Harrison – you know, he they went into free agency. I mentioned this on the last pod too, but they went into free agency – less than two months after he was hired. So, I mean, we, ha- we haven't seen him at the trade deadline or anything like that. So, let, let's let's give the new guy a chance and just see, you know, let him assess what's on the court for the first couple months of this season and let, let's see if he makes a change. Hey, I will say this about Nico. First of all, uh, on Kid uh, and the idea of reinventing himself. He's, he needs to be and will be a different person and a different coach than he was in Milwaukee. That that's that will not repeat itself. He's learned something. I I know that. I've known Jason Kidd for twenty five years. Um, he's he's he he doesn't lack for an understanding of how to morph. Remember, Jason Kidd is a player. He morphs as a player. Uh, he he changed his focus on defense. He changed his ability as a shooter. Uh, he he became a different player as he became older. He can do that now as a coach. We've gotten to know Nico a little bit. Uh, I again, I'm going to bring skepticism to the table by saying, and I, I, I almost said it to his face the other day, you, you, you don't have 19 years of scouting experience, like he claimed. Not of scouting experience. Working for Nike isn't scouting. But I, I find Nico to be an extremely impressive person. And, and, and I sense that the rest of the league thinks that too. So I agree with you. Let's watch Nico and Kid, and by the way, Cuban, who's actually in charge. We're still aware right. of that, right? Yeah. Still calling the <laughs> um, shots. Um, let, let's let's give them some elbow room to work at this deadline. Let's give them some elbow room to work next summer too. Um, but as I've said, uh, if, if you can't get talent to want to come to play with Luka Doncic and you're in executive position, you should be fired. I agree with that. And the Mavs, they had, they had, uh, and it really started in 2019. And you know, Luca wasn't as established as what he is right now, obviously. But uh, I, I agree. Like, if you if you have a talent like that, and you have a, a city like Dallas, which isn't it isn't L.A. and Miami, but you know, when you when you have the European LeBron James on your team, and you can't attract guys to come play with him, then you know there's there's right. something else that's wrong there. But and so so the two of us, you and me, think that they will attract people. You know, pe- people use the the Dirk comparison. Well, you know, Dirk wasn't in the club, but he didn't play with everybody in the AAU. But that was twenty years ago. The the, the Luca situation is different. These players in the NBA know who Luka Doncic is, right? And and it does appear, first of all, look at the influx of players from overseas in the NBA from 20 years ago. So a bunch of these guys in the NBA uh, know who Luka Dunch is because they played with him uh, uh, in Europe. Um, but a bunch more do, do know him. Uh, they, they seem to admire him. The young guys, I, I think the young players in the league, the Trey Youngs and, and those guys, I think they, they do view themselves as being part of the same club. Oh yeah. Um, same as like LeBron. What, what was it? Who got on that stupid banana boat? LeBron, <laughs> Chris Paul, and I think Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> okay. Someday, uh, you know, 
someday I can totally envision, and I'm not saying on the same team, I'm just saying to be in the same club, can't you envision Trey and Luca and Morant all being on a banana boat somewhere? Maybe not Job Morant, but definitely DeAndre Ayton. Him and him. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And, I mean, look, just from – just just from a, a pure marketing standpoint, like the difference between where Luca currently is at age twenty two in that sense versus where Dirk was, it's just yeah. it's two completely different trajectories in my opinion. There so you go. There uh, you go. I agree. He's much more popular right now than Dirk was at that age. But anyway. Uh, and and po- and popular with the other not just with the audience, but popular with the other players. I agree. Yeah. Now yeah. he he can still you know he still has time to work on that kind of stuff too and make even more personal connections with guys because there's a lot of these you know people that he could be friends with from his draft class and or maybe even right. other guys close to his draft class that they won't be free agents for another couple years and I mean you look at Nikola Jokic he's older than Luca but uh, they're always rubbing shoulders at the All Star games and. Uh, hanging out with each other, and he's a free agent in 2023, so you never know. (laughs) There you go. Make friends and influence people, Luca. But, Fish, look, I appreciate you coming on and talking with me for a little bit. It's always fun. Uh, We'll have to do it again sometime when we can get Matt on here. And uh, I know it's going to be a fun season. And, I I mean, is there anything you want to add before we go off here? Well, I would plug away for you guys, and, and there's some really good podcasts on the Mavericks and the NBA, uh, and and uh, you guys have done a good job kind of cross-promoting uh, and, and befriending all of them. But I, I can tell you what that, that, that the people in the organization from Cuban on down really admire what gets done on this podcast. And then, of course, if you're a DallasBasketball.com part person, uh, a million page views a month is what DallasBasketball.com um, gets now. It's, it's the biggest. It's the best. We're so proud of it. Uh, and of course, we're uh, we're inside the building. We're at every game. We're at a bunch of road games too. Bree Amaranthus, Dalton Trigg, uh, Lance, Robeson, uh, myself, the seventy-five member staff. Uh, we're we're uh, we're really excited to bring Mavericks basketball to you this year. So thanks for coming aboard with us. Well, Fish, I really appreciate it. And like you said, you know, y'all go check out everything that's on the site at DallasBasketball.com. We've had some really great off-season content, really great preseason content, and now we will officially get the ball rolling on yet another Mavs season starting next Thursday against the Atlanta Hawks. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute. Let me step back for a minute Let me step back for a minute Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. 
Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.